0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10 30 a.m. every Sunday. Dave's going to come and speak. So just as he comes... Lord, I want to pray that as uh, Dave um, comes to speak to us, that you'd affect our hearts this morning, that you'd change our minds, you'd change our thinking, and that we'd understand you more as a result of what he says. Amen. Okay, am I on? Everybody can hear me. i get thumbs up. That's that's great. So, yes, thank you. Um, I shall try and keep within some time, although as usual I've got a good deal to say. Uh, I've been generously given half a verse to speak on today, uh, Colossians 2, 7b, but uh, being the greedy man I am, I'm going to take a verse before and the, the other half of the verse in Colossians so that we have some context. In my Bible it is entitled, Freedom from Rules, and new life in Christ, I want to add, it brings thankfulness. It brings thankfulness because I want to major on the topic of thankfulness. But before that we 've got to have a base we 've got to have uh, a foundation for that. so let 's just read uh, two Colossians um, uh, sorry Colossians two uh, verses six and seven. and now just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth uh, you were taught and you will overflow with thanks, thankfulness. Now, um, Phil spoke a couple of weeks ago about the cedars of, of Lebanon. Uh, I'm going to talk about oaks. I'm going to talk about Eulot as being oaks of righteousness. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Now, I thought I would just look up oaks and their root system. And this is what it said. Uh, at the beginning of an oak's life, when an acorn first sprouts, most of the energy is spent on the root development. The initial root is the taproot, which grows deep underground, seeking a dependable source of water or moisture. I had a picture some weeks ago of that acorn, before I was even preparing this, of that taproot coming out of, of an acorn and I have been captivated by that picture and I let these things run in my godly imagination, that that top, that tap root, will go through the, the, the ground, it will find the roots through, even through rocks, even through hard places, to get to the source of the, the water, the nourishment, the moisture that it needs to grow. Um, now the other thing about uh, uh, oak roots is that as well as the tap root, you have other roots that, that grow horizontally. And actually it's, it's an amazing thing that you, ha- you may have one oak, but if there are other oaks, their root systems actually come together and they share the, the nourishment and the moisture that they, that they find so that they both grow or, or you might have a forest of them. And I think this is a wonderful picture of, of us and how we should be as a church community, as individuals. I mean, our, our society is very individualistic. It's, you know, me and God. And yes, it is. But it's also me and God and my brothers and sisters, the community around me. Let us encourage each other. To find that source and the, the sources I'm talking about are the of, of course the Word of God that's why we we hold it so uh, at such high esteem in in this church but also we want the Holy Spirit so we see no difference in in the sort of balance it is it is the Word and the Spirit they come together they bring that strength they bring that growth For us Um, that is why I want to that's one of the reasons why we are encouraging each other to share this part of of Colossians that there are some people who have just become Christians others who have been Christians for many decades and you have that opportunity to share your uh, your revelation your understanding with each other. To be honest, I, would, I hear people who have just become Christians and they say certain things, and you know what? I don't say, oh, you've just become born again. I, I, I don't need to listen to you. I listen to it because it gladdens my heart. It renews my strength. It renews my faith in God as well. And I understand where they are coming from. I can then perhaps help them say, yes, this is, this is where you'll find that part that you are actually talking about in the Bible. And there you have the root system growing and displaying the splendour of the Gospel, as it says in Isaiah. It is the oaks of righteousness have been planted for a display of his splendour. When we do these things, when we seek the Holy Spirit, when we come to God's word, we are looking f- to find Jesus, that, that relationship with him. And that is what I want us to encourage each, one, each other to do. So whether you've been a Christian for 40 years or four weeks, let us encourage each other. There is that root system that should be going out and feeding each other the Word of God and the Spirit of God. When, when I was first born again uh, it was into the, the Toronto stuff that was going on so the Holy Spirit was was moving all the time so to to, uh, to receive the Spirit was something we did just as a natural thing to do and as I've said before one thing that the, the Holy Spirit said to me when I said, why do you keep touching me? Why do you keep making me shake? Why do you keep making me laugh? Why do you keep showing me your love? And he said, every time I touch you, I touch you with life. And there's that scripture in John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and life in, its, in abundance, life in all its fullness. That is what... Jesus has come to do. He has come to give us that fullness of Christ. So that is where we find our, that that is the important foundation for us all. You see, sometimes, go back to oaks, you know, there are often uh, strong winds that come in uh, when, uh, when was it in 1987 uh, we lived uh, in Epsom and it was not far from Seven Oaks and the mighty wind came and those oaks in Seven Oaks became six, o- uh, one oak because six of those oaks were taken down. They lost their ability to hold the ground. Now there are times when difficulties will come in our lives and we are to have our roots deep into Jesus, into the relationship with him. And what we want to encourage you all to do through what we are teaching at the moment is to see and receive the Spirit of God, but also dig deep into his word. Find his word and let that nourish your spirit that you will be strong. Uh, I I want to, if we could just have Psalm 46. Uh, This is a a wonderful psalm. Uh, And I I use this as something that is so helpful for us um, to build, to pray through uh, our foundations. So it says, God is our refuge and strength. I'm going to change that because this is psalms. It doesn't talk about Jesus. I'm going to say, Jesus is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. I'm skipping on a few verses, but... The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then it can, near the end of that psalm it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So as we, as we seek his face... There are times, I'm sure, when many of us have been running around uh, during the pandemic. Some of us have been very busy. I can't say I have particularly at work. It's not been that much different for me. But for Peter and those in the, the medical profession and even in church life here, it has been a very busy time. There's been very few opportunities to just stop and wait on God. But it's something we must learn to do it's something that is not always easy but it's something we must do to wait on him be still and know that i am god that is where you will find you are drawing the nutrients from the from the spirit of god you are drawing that truth and foundation from his word so that when difficult times come you will be able to stand and stand firmly. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, um, I, I wanted to give a bit of a per- personal uh, story. Some of you have heard this. Some of you have not. You see, you, we can, we go through life, and there will always be difficult times, won't there? Nobody will live to forty or fifty years without experiencing challenges in life nobody has that charmed life we all whoever you are whether you are the queen or whether you are just an ordinary citizen we all have these difficult times in life but it says uh, in the bible it says in romans if you want to put that romans verse up and we know that in all things god works for the good Of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose so there are times that when I have uh, uh, experienced difficulties um, I, I, I often tell about times when I was made redundant that wasn't the most difficult time that wasn't the most difficult thing to be honest there were other deeply personal things that were very very painful that Leslie and I had to deal with. And it wasn't just a one-off. There were many, many that came along, and I had many of my friends in church who stood with us and prayed with us. And when they heard there was a prophetic word at Catalyst, I think it was Mike Pilavachi, and he declared that there would be someone, uh, and they described exactly Leslie and our situation, and he said, it is coming to an end. And so many of my friends and brothers and sisters came to us and said, that's for you. And they celebrated that. And that I found so encouraging. You see, it says, um, in, in the story of Joseph is that bad things happen, but in the end, God turns them for our good. I learnt a lot during that time. But one of the things I had to do uh, even in the very, very darkest times when it felt as if uh, Satan was in my face I had to make a choice to praise God. I had to give thanks to him. Now I didn't give thanks for, I didn't say, oh Lord thank you for making me out of work and, and so poor. That's a nonsense. If you do that, that's, that's weird. That doesn't make sense. What was I giving thanks for? I'm giving thanks for the fact that he is with me. He has given me that foundation of truth that I am a child of God, that he will never leave me and he will supply my every need. And that was what I gave thanks for, not for the calamities that came upon us, not for the sin that was thrown at us, But for God's glory, for the Jesus Christ that had brought us through it, who I knew would bring us through it, I had to make a choice at times when all things looked desolate. But I still praised God. I used to annoy people because I used to say, praise the Lord. I used to say it a lot, probably for about four years. I used to say, praise the Lord. I would just, my mind would come with the negative thoughts a sense of depression, the sense of God being in my grill. And I would say, I praise you, Lord. I had to make that choice and my spirit rose. We must learn to do that in difficult times. We must look up at him, the creator of all things. We can also look at the good things that he gives us. We can use that as our foundation. He forgives us. We have that declaration that he is, He has made us holy in his sight. There are many things I could go on. You should dig into that and say, what are the good things that God what, has given me? What are the promises that he has given me? But there is also the, the, the other thing that we can also remember, which I... Uh, became aware of and and studied in the first few months of the pandemic, and that is that Jesus is coming again. That my home is is here, but only temporarily. I am a citizen of heaven. That you often see on, on the internet, Facebook groups, you know. Who do you identify as? You know, do you identify as English or British or European? Uh, I, I always say I identify first as a citizen of heaven. I'm a child of God. That is, that is my anchor. I'm English as well. I'm British too. I'm European. But first of all, I am a child of the kingdom. And so that is where I start. I'm a citizen of heaven. Uh, And that is worthy of all thankfulness. So uh, during that time, I I would praise God and I would get myself through the difficult and hard, brutal times that there were. And then when I came through those times, I continued to praise him. Not because he'd got me out of it, but because he is God. He is a wonderful, loving God who has saved me for some reason, not because I was seeking him, but simply because he loves me. And I want to encourage you all to just be, come to a place where thankfulness is your first default position. As I say, not thank you for, for, Difficult, you know, that somebody beating me up or somebody uh, abusing me that that that's really not that is weird. But thank God that He is with you and He will give you that strength. Um, This is where I upset Neil um, because I watched the football last uh, yesterday afternoon. And um, it was a great victory. It was a great victory for Leicester. It was so wonderful to see Chelsea lose yet again after the mighty Arsenal beat them last year. Now the mighty Leicester have beaten them. It was wonderful. Uh, but there was a, a really touching moment uh, when they, when the team, when Leicester was, was celebrating. I don't know if you saw it, Neil. He'd, he'd, gone, to, he'd gone to Aldi at that time. After the disallowed goal, I I can imagine that the toys came out of the pram. It was like, right, Julia, we're going off to Aldi. Uh, (laughs) This is a prophetic word, I'm sure, for for Neil. But there was a a very wonderful uh, moment. The owner of Leicester City, uh, who's a middle-aged man from uh, from Thailand, his father was killed about three years ago in a helicopter accident, and he'd inherited this football club and uh, he uh, he was sort of beckoned onto the to the pitch from the from the stand and he went and he he didn't sort of elbow bump the the players completely neglecting social distancing and all that he just embraced the players, and they embraced him. And he went through all the players. There was no kind of separation. He then got to the manager, and they had a really heart-to-heart embrace. And they spoke to each other face-to-face. And they could, you could see there were tears in their eyes that they had got through. And what spoke to me was that that is how God is with us. God doesn't, when we celebrate something... He doesn't, he's not still going, oh, okay, fine, you go off and celebrate on your own, guys. No, he is there in the midst of our sorrows, but also in the midst of our joy and celebrating with us. He loves to feel that sense of thankfulness and he will rejoice with us as we rejoice too. So I would say just make thankfulness part of your daily life worship, part of your daily routine, not thanking God for bringing pestilence and sickness, but for being with you, for delivering you, even when you are not there just yet. So, would the band like to just come back? As we search, we can find a new aspect of Jesus that amazes us. The enormity of God, of His creation. Uh, Neil and Peter over the last few weeks have brought things of showing the enormity of God. We can also look into the, the the minute parts of His creation and see the amazingness of God there, and we can give thanks to Him for all of these these parts of who He is. He is in control. He has our life in his hands. And we should give thanks and praise to God for that. Okay.